Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Well, Tom, I am trying to break your heart. Oh, shit. By announcing that the show is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was so perfect. God, we have to... (laughs) This is the problem when when you have the Prince of Snarkness... D- dropping big information. <laughs> it, it may sound like his classic snark, but it is not. Uh, his snark is bigger than his bite this week, and um, we are in fact uh, coming to an end of the Stand by Your Band era. Uh, many are saying it was one of the bigger eras, and uh, and also just as traumatizing as some of the uh, the, the eras of uh, of the past. Um, uh, Genghis Khan era numbers we did with this <laughs> show. Okay, I don't want to go too far up. Well, first of all, Josh Gondelman is here. Josh, yes. Uh, Thank one you. One of our favorite guests. We wanted to get you on one more time. Such uh, a pleasure to be back with you all. This is... Um... I, and I'm going to be on all the the last episodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably just keep it going. <laughs> and we're slowly transitioning where me and Tommy leave, and it's just you hosting the show. Me. <laughs> just me talking about bands I like by myself. By yourself, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to have Josh on, one of our favorite guests, and also one of my favorite music to people to talk music with. And since we were doing an episode about one of our favorite bands that someone on the Patreon suggested, uh, I knew that Josh was a Wilco guy, and I also knew. That Josh had been to the Wilco Festival, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, hell yeah. But first, oh, I had a riff I wanted to do. You said <laughs> <Angus> <laughs> and I yes. was reminded, do you ever listen to this uh this Dan Carlin, this hardcore history guy? I I know who that is. I do I have not listened uh to, to his stuff. So I listened to one episode because a friend recommended very good, uh very good episode, but he kept saying Genghis Khan. And even if it's right, it made me mad. Yeah, that's one of those like when people pronounce it GIF, and you're like, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. Just well, let it be GIF. They call him that because he stacked up the bodies of his fallen enemies and then made his soldiers pull them up. <laughs> that's so good. God damn it. We should keep the podcast going. <laughs> With riffs like this, we can't stop now. <laughs> Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Patreon subscriber Alexandra Burr, uh, who commented that uh, we should do this. Uh, Wilco appreciate appreciate it because I, I we asked the people in the Patreon. They found out last week and uh, asked them if there was anything specific they wanted, and this was one that was noted. And it was it was very uh, it was it was the right time because I we literally right before we announced that we were ending the show. The, my last words were, I should check out that new Wilco album or whatever. <laughs> and then Tommy goes, we're ending the show. <laughs> uh, Tommy was like, I can't abide you listening to the new Wilco no. album. <laughs> Which it's I do enough. like, by the way. <laughs> I do like Cousin. I didn't um, listen to it today. I listened. I went back and listened to old Wilco instead of listening to new. But uh, Old Wilco goes so hard. It really the does, best. man. In- in its in its Wilco-y way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so we'll get into Wilco in a second. But yeah, I think we're going to do a few more episodes. We're going to try and have some more fan favorites on. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening throughout the 20 plus years we did this show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been fun. I, we don't have to say like our, our big farewell just yet. But it's just a thing where, you know, I said this on the Patreon, but 
we live on different coasts. It's gotten hard to do the the quality dips so hard when you do it like this with the Zoom shit. And I'm just not a produ- sound producer, and I feel guilty all the time about the bad sound or like just not sa- just not sounding as good as I would want it to be. And we've done it, you know, for six years, and uh, you know, we've. We how many times can uh, we revisit? Uh, <laughs> I can't even think we've when we've well, done think, more than I once. Think the band we did the most was I think we did three Coldplay episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't even think all of them got released. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't did even think we released everything. Fixing you or no? <laughs> <laughs> they tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did try. <laughs> uh, we did see sparks. Make it on a separate to fix you. <laughs> Please, Chris Martin, fix me. <laughs> you said you would. You promised. Is, I. This is a huge opportunity to pitch to the three of us. Now that the strike is over, we can pitch. Um, Chris Martin, fix my life. <laughs> <laughs> fix my life. And fix my wife. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's they. I wonder if they've ever thought about selling clocks as merch at their shows. <laughs> buy a giant clock. <laughs> Flava Flav is like, how did they beat me to this? <laughs> That's so good. It's so funny to picture like a band that big standing at a merch table. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're doing an arena. They're coming. they're desperately. Yeah, thanks. I hope you had a good time. I liked the opener more. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is going to be the first? I've been thinking about this since you two played the sphere. Who do you think is going to be the first comedian to play the sphere? I have an answer. Uh, an incredible question. Uh, yeah, who Sebastian do you think? Maniscalco is my guess. Good guess. Good Who'd guess. you say? Maniscalco. Oh, yeah. I, that's a good guess. With like pasta all over the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that is a very, that's a very good, very good guess. Uh, my guess. I can't pull his fucking name. I was trying to think of that uh, half Indian, half Asian guy, Dan. Uh, oh, Dan Ninen. What Dan Ninen is who I was trying to think of, but it's a deep cut. It was oh, it was wow. not for a large audience. <laughs> I hate when I give a sincere response to a bit. Yep. <laughs> I really think it's I really think it's going to be Kevin Hart. Yeah, I, think like, I could totally see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm come on. It could be fucking Matt Rife at this point. It really could. Yeah, it totally could be. Yeah, it definitely could be. Like VR people around the sphere. Oh, people would eat that shit up because they could they could use those sphere cameras to or like the screens to pop up who he's talking to in the crowd who's saying that they want to suck his dick or whatever, and then he's like, "Oh, you're so crazy." <laughs> All of his clips that pop up on my feed, I'm sure he's a very talented man, but every clip that pops up, people are like, "He's a crowd word." god and then all of them are a woman literally saying i'm wet and i want to fuck you right now and he's like you're crazy girl (laughs) like it's nuts (laughs) what it that is a very um i don't think i ever got that graceful at at not at turning someone down because it's happened so it doesn't happen that often in my life yeah i never i never got to like you crazy like one time (laughs) this is like 15 years ago i had a girlfriend and uh a different girl tried to like kiss me and i didn't know what to do and i like almost i like put my hand <laughs> on her face and went oh no <laughs> and i wish i had that matt rife skill yeah was, like you crazy girl yep <laughs> yeah crazy i mean this one 
it's it is tough and we are you i guess have we never had you i thought we had you on a stand by your band live show because those are all yes i've done a live show yeah so i that's where i was confused like those are usually people <laughs> screaming out that they want to uh fuck and suck uh, everybody on the show <laughs> doing, i mean they were talking about how much you want yeah how that one would fuck you do and they wanted no. to fuck each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the reason we have to end that's this the show. other. Yeah, it was getting too close, and I'm married this now. Final, this final episode's gonna be a doozy. Though. We've been edging for too long. <laughs> Will they or won't they? <laughs> Ross and Ross. <laughs> Ross no, that's and not, Ross. no, you guys are too funny, Rachel and Rachel. That's good. Uh, I, I think we're Chandlers. I would say I'd say we're two Chandlers. I mean. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The I do. Of snarkness. That's I, do <laughs> I do think it's time for us to pivot. Pivot. <laughs> it's a Ross reference, baby. We're doing it because um, we don't have a crazy amount of time. I do want to really quickly uh, promote uh, Tommy's new special is coming soon. We have a date now, correct? November 9th, Smoldering will be on YouTube. It will also be a day and date album release with my old friends at Special Thing Records. Hell yeah. Uh, very exciting. I put out the first clip from it uh, this week. So thank you to everyone who watched and shared. And very excited for people to see the whole thing. The clip is so funny. It's a gr- it's, I can't wait. It's yeah. so funny. It like Dang really God. made it really made me laugh. Your performance is so funny. The song is so funny. The back the backup I, like, singers are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for people to see it. Very no. happy with uh how it turned out. Our friend Mike Brinskoy did an amazing job directing yeah. and editing. And uh a lot of amazing people are on it too. We had past past guest, past burn, past guest Kevin O'Brien, past guest Chris Donahue, all in the band. So, wow. Uh, your band, uh, it's it's DNA. a stand by your band joint. Um <laughs> yes. on this show. And did you band stands by you? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you want that, to, if you want to use that, um, you, can get it. you can. That's yours for a nominal. Fee. When you go onto Rogan to promote it, you can, you can give him that tagline. Uh, and did I'm you... gonna smoke and weed with Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Did you? Uh, is there significance that? So it's November 9th that it's coming out, and that is exactly two weeks before my birthday. Was that a factor? <laughs> I have to imagine it can't be the stars don't align like that very often. <laughs> yeah, that was a big factor. Most of the tracks are kind of Easter eggs that lead or the clues that lead you to your birthday present, which is hidden somewhere in California. <laughs> That's why it's two weeks before. And so I have time because it's going to take the full two weeks. <laughs> You're going to need tools. <laughs> You're going to need tools you don't have. <laughs> Oh man, oh, Josh! Oh. Last thing before we get into Wilco, tell us about the strike is over. It's tell the, us how the, you're feeling. The writer's strike is over. That SAG after still on strike, but the the writer's strike is over, and it, I feel very proud of our membership who worked so hard and and showed so much solidarity during this almost five months of strike. And it was really, you know, I think it really took a toll, but I think the deal is really strong, and it really reflects like what we came in looking for from this negotiation and it like the studios could have given us this contract on day one and averted the whole thing but uh <laughs> they instead wanted to make people suffer uh, <laughs> and so people did and now uh we have the deal anyway which um so it, it really i i'm really really touched like it re- i learned so much this summer about um organizing in solidarity and it was like really a, an intense heavy time but like 
I met so many people, like amazing people that I wouldn't have met before. And I feel so tapped into like the movement at large, uh, the labor movement across America. And it's been really um, cool. I'm sorry for the deeply. No, that's, no, that's what we were yeah. asking for. So, so no, and yeah. you were like, it was so cool to see you as like a face of it. Like you were getting oh, interviewed thanks, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I really was trying to contribute where I can without making it feel like it was about me. And I think like there are people that are just, I, I think I'm a, a, a in the writers guild being in the elected leadership on the East coast. I feel, I felt like I was pretty informed and then just being a performer. I think I've, I had a greater comfort talking in front of people than maybe some of other, our other mm-hmm. members. So I felt like, yeah, I'm just like a fucking soft, mouthy little Jew. <laughs> that's, that's where I can best apply my skills. <laughs> and just, uh, David says, I know you are one of our Patreons. Yes. <laughs> And that's Shame why we <laughs> that is why we kind of had to stay silent about it because yeah, yeah, he he does pay three dollars a month to our Patreon. So. <laughs> oh, he's he's not at, he's not at your one point seven million dollars a month here. No, no. <laughs> he's, a, he's really struggling. Yeah, of but he, he cannot. He has so much FOMO. He doesn't want to go without any of the perks. <laughs> the one point seven million dollars. And it's monthly, baby. <laughs> You'd think that we would keep doing the show, but we still, it's, that no, amount of money is not when, enough. When it's time for a project to come to an end, it's time for it to come to an end. Who cares that Tim McLaughlin pays upwards of $15 million a year to keep it online? That is the other it's reason we feel guilty. Tim that, you're stopping. <laughs> that is it. We're doing him a favor. We have to, or else he's going to, he's going to be murdered. We do have people out there. <laughs> We have a Patreon enforcers. If you don't pay up, uh... <laughs> it's the Hell's Angels. And it's like, <laughs> they had like nothing going on. Yeah, we don't even have um, to pay them to do it. It's so sick. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh, we're gonna get into Wilco. I want to start with hearing about this Wilco festival because I saw that you did that, and it seems like the coolest thing in the world. So before we get into the music, I want to hear about that. Yeah, it was really cool. They do this festival, I think it's every other year up in the Berkshires in Western Mass at Mass Mocha, which is an awesome museum. Hell yeah. They, yeah, it rules. And they do Love occasional Mass comedy stuff there. Otherwise, um, so I've gotten to work there a couple times and it's just like a museum. I My parents took me and my sister out to when we were kids. And so it was like really cool to get to come up for the festival. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. They had a bunch of great bands. We got to see uh, the comedy is like in an indoor hall, like mm-hmm. kind of a, a big um, performance space. John Hodgman hosted, which is really fun. That's awesome. And he, I did like a little riffing bit with him on one of the shows. Uh, I had a great time performing. And then we got to see Japanese breakfast. Yes. Uh, Best show I've ever seen. Of us. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, great. She's so good. Michelle, yeah, she fucking um, rules. Zoner, so Zoner, yeah. live. Uh, and the whole band the whole band is great. And and then Wilco headlines both nights. We were only there for for one day. Um, but Wilco and they played like a like a long ass set because it's their oh. festival. And so they played for over two hours, I think. And they Amazing. just like they're really good live. Yes. Yeah. So many songs where you're like, oh hell yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's such a great live band. I've seen them a few times. Was so this was right when Cruel Country came out, right? Yes. Or, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. 
And there's a couple of songs in that that I think like really kind of go like really kind of cook. And then it it was we we drove up late at night the night before. We drove up at like we left New York City at 8 p.m. and it's about a three hour drive. And we put on that record of like let's get in the mood for Wilco. Yeah, it is kind of a gentle. <laughs> Yes, record, yeah. and I was like, "We got to put on early Wilco." <laughs> we like pulled in at midnight, and it's just like gentle whispering yeah. Americana. <laughs> but Wilco rules, uh, and it was it was like the weekend that that album came out. Nice, Amazing. that's um, so cool that it's in Mass Mocha. And I actually, I had a, I think I've, I must have talked about this on the podcast when it happened, but I had the weirdest experience that is Wilco related at Mass Mocha. Because uh, me and my wife went there, this was probably, I think, before the pandemic, and we were at Mass Mocha, we were hanging out, and uh, we had gone through and looked at everything, and like, I love Mass Mocha, we've gone multiple times, it fucking rules, and uh, we were just hanging out, kind of eating, and she was reading a magazine, and in the magazine, it was a... I can't I can't remember which magazine. It was a national publication. It was not like a local magazine. That's why this was so weird. But in there, she saw... A write-up about this uh this like boutique motel that was just happened to be like 20 minutes from us oh, and we yeah. were like oh my god this is so crazy and it was fucking owned by uh the bassist from wilco so it, it, it's called visitors? it's called uh tourists 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 yeah i've stayed there it's so great. we were like let's go let's go check it out and we pull up and it's a weird vibe. Like there's like a party happening. And so we walk up and they have a bar. So we're like, we're going to get one cocktail there and hang out. We walk up and it's not open. It turned out. So somebody greeted us and they're like, Hey, just so you know, like this is not open. Like this is like a friends and family event. So he was there like the base and his family and friends were there, but they were like, dude, but you guys can hang out. We have cocktails and shit. Like go for it. And so we just hung out with them and like, it was awesome. It was so wild. It was like the weirdest little coincidence that could have happened. I didn't talk to him or anything because it was like there was probably like thirty or forty people there, but it was uh, it was just such a crazy thing. So it's I didn't even know they did that uh, fest that they did their thing at Mass Mocha. So it makes sense. It's I love the museum. The festival is great, and I love that hotel. Mm -hmm. I stayed there. I think a different time that I performed at Mass Mocha, and. I, I mostly get booked at museums and libraries <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was up and, and that bar is so like cute. It's like a little, it almost feels like a ski lodge. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so cozy and the drinks are great. Yeah. It rules. I, I like love that part of Massachusetts too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it rules. But what a weird little coincidence. Um, yeah. And, uh, Hey, five stars for that spot. I didn't get to see the rooms or anything, but it seemed cool. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, should we, cause I, I don't know if, did you have Josh pick songs or we, should we all just no, contribute? I think since we all love Wilco, yeah. I'll just kind of go through here. Here's how I thought we could structure it and we can, we can yay or nay it. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all, for the most part, probably nay. Love... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I'd say like I say we could kind of go through the first six albums, talk about our favorites. So just kind of like pick and choose. If you have a sure. favorite song from this album, we can kind of go through them. Um, I think mm-hmm. yeah, I, I Wilco one of my favorite bands of all time. Jeff Tweedy, one of my favorite songwriters. And I figured if we kind of went through chronologically, it'd be a good way to talk about them for sure. Um, and just a heads up because I forgot to do this before, Josh. I'm gonna play. I'll if I play music through this, you won't be able to hear it, but the people at home will be able to hear great. it. Great, right. perfect. It's Zoom shit. Um, so yeah, I want to, we'll start, well, first of all, let's start 
we won't listen to them, but Uncle Tupelo was a band that uh, that pre Wilco mm-hmm. that I got really into uh, that song Moonshiner, and it ended up being I've talked about this phenomenon before, but when you only have like one song you've bought on Apple, and it just randomly <laughs> will play all yeah. the time on your phone, and it kind of makes you hate it. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is one of, that song by Uncle Tupelo is one of those for me. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to yeah start with AM. My thing with AM. My guitar teacher when I was in seventh grade was obsessed with the album AM. He like loved all country. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't like in a hipster way. It was just like he was like, this is the best Wilco album. And he would wow. play it for me. And specifically the song Box Full of Letters, mm-hmm. which is one of my top 10 Wilco songs just because it's like, it's very different from the rest of their catalog. It's like when they were like more of a pure kind of alt country band, but I mm-hmm. love it so much. So I would say that it would be my first pick from the early albums. I'll, like I'll go ahead and play a little bit of that yeah, just to yeah. give people a taste. This is a box full of letters. This is the 2017 remaster, just a heads up. Oh, I hate the 2017 <laughs> remaster. <laughs> All right, I'll do the 2015 remaster. Don't play the Trump era remaster. <laughs> Should have oh, had sorry. Trump remaster it. That was messed up. <laughs> that was a big mistake. But hey, he was the president. What are you going to say? No. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and he still I is. Remaster, I want to remaster AM. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a little bit of box full of letters. I wish I had a lot of answers. That's the way it should be. All these questions. You can feel the 2017 in that. <laughs> uh, I, th- I wish I could remember one off it fun in waves. Fact. <laughs> uh, the Cubs World Series hangover. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a great song. I'm not so I've listened to all of these like these older albums of theirs. I, I will say for an album like AM, it's one that I kind of just put on and didn't like. It didn't yeah, stick to me as hard, but I that's not, that song is great. Uh, Josh, do you have any AM songs that you, that stick out for you? It's so good. I I mean I I have a similar experience where I just kind of listen to it. Like I I like the ones that kind of rip, you know, like that's sure, my favorite yeah, genre of Wilco. So like Casino Queen, is Casino one Queen, like yes, around it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. That's um, fitting for where I'm at right now. A casino. Where are you? I'm at uh, I'm at uh, the Rio uh, the Rio Casino and Suites, yeah, at Queens, <laughs> uh, and I am a casino queen. Um, but yeah, I'm performing at the Comedy Cellar this very week at uh, the Rio. Here is a little bit of Casino Queen. Get up, spend my pain 
can't play too much because we got to burn through these. But that one does rip. It does, unfortunately, rip, as our friend Jeff Asmus might say. <laughs> um, that is, uh, that's sick as hell. Um, I love that. I'm going to play that as I walk through the very halls of this casino. This, yeah. <laughs> why are there so many halls in this casino? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Ikea in here. <laughs> Uh, queen. <laughs> she was a <laughs> casino queen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, all right, that's uh, that's AM. Let's uh, let's keep it moving, baby. What do you say? You want to go to being there next? Being there. This is my controversial Wilco take. Yes, I think being that. Well, I, it's not controversial because I'm just saying my personal. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's controversial that favorite. that it's it, it's not your favorite. <laughs> that people don't believe <laughs> no, that it's your being, favorite. I was gonna say it's the best. I'm just gonna say it's my favorite. I don't yeah. think it's the best, but it is my personal favorite. I feel like it's the Wilco album I that vibes with me the most. Yes, I had a phase. Uh, last year, maybe two years ago, where this album was literally the only music I listened to for upwards of a month, and yeah. I would just wow. keep listening to being there through and through. And it just—I feel like I relate to it so much. I love it so much. This it is, is also great. Yeah, a, okay. yeah, it's so good. But it, it was a time in my life where this is where I started to feel. I had just turned like thirty-one. I remember going, sitting, just sitting at my house and reordering my Wilco playlist on Spotify and being like, oh, I am so old now. <laughs> I'm, I'm Incredibly literally... <laughs> in your 30s activity. Yes. yes yeah. I already have a Wilco playlist. I'm just changing the order <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't randomize it. It has to be in this order. <laughs> Do not touch my Wilco playlist. Mom. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> you I moved far, far it. away. <laughs> a quick shout out to my mom who does have a picture with Jeff Tweedy from some hey. event in Chicago. Yeah, hell yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous whenever I see because he does interact with comedians from time to time, and it's like I'm so jealous whenever I see that that happens. He's a funny guy. He was in a. Yeah. He's in our, maybe my favorite uh, like network sitcom, which is Parks and Recreation. He has a big role in it, that's, uh, and he's great oh, in it. I forgot he did that. Yeah, he's great in it. I loved it. Um, um, yeah, also yeah. read both of his books and enjoyed them very much. He's a great, great writer. And I didn't realize he had written his any books. solo albums are good. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah everything except for that good. shit with his snot-nosed kid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You get that brat off this record. No. I'm kidding. I haven't, I haven't listened to the stuff of this kid. <laughs> I'm sure he's a good man. Um, but being, right, there being there opens with Misunderstood. What a way to open an album. Yeah. To yeah. open with that song. I mean, it's unbelievable. And this is how you felt two years ago? I feel this bad, I feel buddy. All the time. <laughs> I'm gonna play some I'm of sorry, Ms. I'm sorry, Understood. I wasn't being there for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is a great album opener. I gave this album a re-listen today uh, a couple times because I knew of your very controversial take that this is the best album. <laughs> that this is my favorite. <laughs> that this is it's your like favorite album. Controversy. I disagree that this is your favorite. <laughs> you like Schmilko. <laughs> <laughs> you love Star Wars. Um. Yeah, it's uh, I I do like this album a lot. It's, it is uh, I don't believe that it is your favorite, but I will uh, <laughs> gladly debate you uh, in whatever forum you choose. <laughs> uh, what what song is there? Is there a particular song you'd like to to start off with? 
Uh, I, I like to hear uh, "Forget the Flowers." It's it's a different, you know, it's different speeds, the acoustic, uh, an acoustic track, but I, I just love that too. Okay, let's hear a little bit of that. We like I said, we can't do a ton because we are short on time. But here's some of "Forget the Flowers." Trying my patience, try pink carnations, red roses, and yellow daffodils. Don't forget the flowers someday, I know you will. Displays of affection and all good intentions, why don't you just send me the bill? Don't forget the flowers someday. I know you will. Very good. That rules. That's a great, great look. So country. much about that yeah. album is that they feel like a bar band, and and it's like the last time they felt like a bar band. And I love, you know what I mean. One hundred percent. I was like gonna say yeah. something very similar. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's what I love. So I think that's why I relate to it as someone who often performs in bars. That <laughs> all it does kind of feel like you could see them at like a fucking honky talk. Like it's exactly. it's great. Like yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah that's uh, it feel it's very skinny Dennis, and it's like. It's still so good, and like if you saw that, you'd still be blown away. But it feels like that would be the vibe. Um, that's, I mean, that's such a cool feeling, right? Do you feel like, oh, I could hear that, like this band playing in a small venue, and you'd stumble across and be like, this is the best band I've ever heard. Yeah. Yes, love that. No, that is, uh, I, th- I think that's a great, uh, a great way to describe this album because it is kind of the last time you hear them that out of them. I mean, in the same way, because Mermaid Avenue, like, is still pretty you know pretty country but it's it does feel bigger this one is like they feel pretty mid-range whatever and uh you could just stumble upon them playing it at skinny dennis and i think it's like the last time before they got a little more ambient which is like where a lot of like some of their most brilliant stuff is in that era mm-hmm. but it's like you know yeah uh should we jump to mermaid avenue or do we want to jump to summer teeth let me see here Unless there uh, was there anything you wanted me to play off there, Josh? No, no, no. That's yeah. Let's, let's I think we should ahead. go to summer. I think we should skip mermaid. Yeah. I think we should just do summer teeth, Yankee, Ghost is Born. Yeah. And then we'll probably run out of time for yeah, sure. As like the canon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so we'll be quick with these. I mean, she's a jar is just a fucking oh, all time banger. This is such a great album. Um, summer teeth is so good. Summer teeth is one that I like to just. Uh, roll around when i was biking around new york this is a perfect like it's funny because it's called summer teeth but it's a great like september you're biking yeah. around new york and you hear yeah. uh like i'm always in love is so good for that it's just, i think that's so my, good that might be my favorite and this yeah. is not to be controversial the hot take this, <laughs> might, this i think is my favorite Woko album. that is a bold-faced I think, lie i think it's also tommy's favorite <laughs> favorite Woko album. <laughs> to be even more controversial <laughs> <laughs> this is the most controversial episode we've ever done. We haven't even gotten into the vaccine yet, and we—that'll be. <laughs> We're bringing on Aaron Rodgers to agree with us. Oh, <laughs> to God. agree, that video upset me so much. But God, uh, oh, a good story loser. from. I think I, I don't want to. I'm paraphrasing from memory, but I believe he wrote "I'm Always in Love" on a plane. 
because the record label like wanted a single and they had like everything but that. So I think he literally wrote it like on the plane to LA wow. to like, meet with them and be like, I'm oh, he such was a mark. I love that. that. Me I'm, too. I'm like such a chump for the ones that are like, oh, we hate this song and we just wrote it because Layman. I'm like, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what Sarah Bareilles's uh, love song, or I'm not, I'm not yeah. gonna write you a love song, and then yep. it's a, of course a banger. It's like, yep. it's so funny how it's like, why don't you just write every fucking song against your will, <laughs> <laughs> dumbass? <laughs> but this whole album is so good. Yeah, let's Amazing. go in here. Shot in the arm. Like, oh yeah, shot in the arm is so good. Oh, good. It is. Uh, it's. It's just an incredible album. Let's go ahead. I'll, I'll play a little bit of She's a Jar and a little bit of I'm Always in Love real fast. Here's She's a Jar. But it's it's so good. I love that he says he opens the song with "She's a jar with a heavy lid." And you're like, "Yeah, she is, dude. She's a fucking jar, dog." Exactly. <laughs> Insane thing to say, but she is. Uh, oh shit! Oh, I thought it froze for a second. I got terrified. Uh, here's some of "I'm Always in Love." just a fun poppy poppy vibe what a great song god damn uh all right that was summer teeth damn you're right tommy we're gonna run out of time and it sucks because i really want to get to sky blue sky because <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's probably the last album i really love from like that i i listen to all the time still from them um but the next album on this list is of course yankee hotel foxtrot uh which we we did an episode uh i believe did we do a patreon episode about the documentary uh i'm trying to break your heart i think we did yeah. when we were kind of going through music movies i think we at least talked about it for yeah a while. yeah it's it's really good we watched it right before we went up to the festival mm-hmm. oh last shit. Year. yeah it's great yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing it's you never really see anything like that that's so like honest i mean like the jay bennett stuff about like when they're like arguing is so i feel like you never see that mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's amazing yeah devastating and yeah Je- uh jeff tate put me on to this album that jay bennett did with another dude called let me hold on i'm gonna look it up right now i forget the other guy's name edwin something edward something um edwin mccain edwin mccain <laughs> uh, it's edward birch uh, and it's called be... the palace at 4 a.m part one mm-hmm. and that album also rules um hell yeah i'll check that out yeah. hell yeah um yeah that documentary if you haven't watched it uh highly recommend it's so good and it's uh yeah it's really it's devastating but you also 
when, if you're somebody who's a creative in any way, it's such a good thing to watch because you see them making what goes on to be one of the greatest albums of all time. And the whole time they're being doubted, the record label is like taking they wait they take away their contract right is wasn't that what happened now i'm losing uh the narrative a little bit but they lose their deal right yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't yeah. remember the specifics yeah, yeah they yeah. lose their deal and then it and, and then it ends up it or something. Yeah. yeah yeah it was this kind of like lost mythic album when it came out right it was like i remember reading the rolling stone uh review and being like this is the album that like wilco's label didn't want to put out and it's a masterpiece yeah they fucked up they fumbled it yeah, it's Crazy. it's fucking incredible. And uh it's it's I mean, controversial. This is probably my favorite uh <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Ooh, do you, Tom, you might remember this cuz I think we talked about it. Josh, can you guess the pitchfork score of Yankee Strat? I bet they went low on it. I bet it was like I bet it was like 6.4. <laughs> Tom, do you remember? I, I want to say it was a 10, but now I can't remember. It was a 10, which you almost Whoa. never see yeah. from Pitchfork. Uh, and not even cool. one of their corny-ass re, uh, <laughs> reissue oh, yeah, uh, reviews. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, now that I think about it, this uh, this cult classic <laughs> album, yeah. it, maybe it's actually really good. <laughs> it's very funny. Because it is like, it's so interesting to revisit that stuff. But like to be like, oh, hey, let's reevaluate. But it's so funny for them to be like, actually, um, we were right then and we're right. <laughs> we were right to say that it sucks and we're right to say that it rules. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yes. It's, uh, it's definitely my favorite. <laughs> yeah, right out of the gate, it it just kicks your ass. It, it opens with I Am Trying to Break Your Heart, which is one yeah, of the greatest incredible. songs of all like, time. Outrageous. Like what a wild album. Like you're talking about Misunderstood. This one is like, it it sounds like the end of something. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like the yeah. way it kind of falls apart, on, like so meticulously at the end. Yes. Like, so oh, like let's go home. <laughs> and that it, like, I mean, it's such a great. It's it's it would be a great album closer, just as much as it's a, a killer album opener because it's a through line throughout the album. It's such a cool sound that you never hear, had never heard, and like, man, it fucking rules. I I I don't want to spend too much time because. We've we've talked about this album for sure on the show a lot, but it's like it's banger after fucking banger, There's man. No, yeah. no skips, You'll no skips. Yeah, and I was, it's hard for me. I debate, I or I go back and forth with myself, like on what my favorite song from this album is all the time because it's like I've I've listened. I am trying to break your heart a billion times. It's probably yeah. my favorite, but then I'll go through phases of where Ashes of American Flags hits me so hard. Mm-hmm. The uh, I I have quoted this on here a lot, but it's like. Uh, I get that line. I could spend three dollars and uh, sixty three cents on diet Coca Cola and unlit cigarettes. Stuck in my head all the because it's like it's one of the most relatable, just like common weird little things to rhyme, but like things you don't that they just hit you. You're like, man, that is such a visceral de- description of day to day life. It's so fucking good. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, what else? And then poor places. Man, it's good. Uh, is there any one breezy songs of like heavy metal drummer is like such a perfect song and, um, camera kind of just like, yeah, by those verses and chorus and stuff. It's just like, it it has so many tones and textures and they're all, they all work so well together. It's great. I found one, uh, I looked up, uh, Wilco controversy and the only, I do that with every band we talk about. And the only things that came up were their stuff with their record label. But the other thing was, this album was made before 9-11, but it came out after. 
And so uh, Jesus, etc., people thought was a reference to 9-11 because wow. it has, uh, what's the, there's a couple lyrics that are, that are eerie when you look at, uh, t- it's tall building shake, voices escape, oh, yeah. singing sad, sad songs. And then uh, skyscrapers are scraping together. Uh, your voice is smoking. Last cigarettes, all you. Can... God damn it, it's so good. So good. That yeah. and that one. That's one that I'm like. Oh, maybe this is the best song. I know. I know. I do that all the fucking time. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember sending this uh, song to a friend of mine, and assuming she would be like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever heard." Immediately, because it's like one of those you hear it and you're like, "How could anybody not say yeah. this song is incredible?" And then she was like, "What? Did you, why did you send me this? This is weird." And I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, I thought it was so cool." Good. It's like it's a perfect song. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, strings and everything. It's yeah, cool. it's so fucking good. Uh, we only have a couple minutes here left, so let's uh, let's jump lightning lightning round. To see. Yes, <laughs> Ghost is born. I've told this story on the pod before, but the, what got me into Wilco is an ex girlfriend. We were broken up at the time. We had recently broken up, and she lent me a Ghost is Born and uh, and and uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And the opening of uh, a Ghost is Born is, I think, the greatest breakup song of all time. Uh, at least that's what you said. And it's mm-hmm. it's that one uh, and Impossible Germany. I go back and forth with is maybe my mm-hmm. favorite Wilco songs, and uh, it's tough. So uh, I, I'm not even gonna play because we played it on the show before. But uh, I highly recommend. A Ghost is Born is fucking killer. There's a couple skips for me that, like, Spiders is just too long for me. Uh, and uh, What's the other one? Uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, Muzzle of Bees and Hummingbird and Handshake Drugs, all fucking killer. Yes. Company in my back. underrated. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, this is just a perfect album and a very cruel album to give to your recent ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Uh, I really quickly want to touch upon Sky Blue, Sky Blue Sky because Impossible Germany, I think, is my favorite Wilco song. It's uh, it's it's so pretty and so it's just so good. And then Sky Blue Sky is on is on here. And uh, please be patient with me, man. I fucking love this album. This band just yeah. fucking rules, man. <laughs> they do. There's no two ways about it. But uh, I skipped through there for a second. Josh, were there any songs you particularly wanted to spotlight? No, no, no. I mean, this is it's a great album. It's, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it's, they just have such a strong, these, whatever, six albums they were talking about. It's just like, what a run. And they've come up, they've Crazy. had, they have so many albums and songs since then. And it's all strong. But like this run out of the gate is like ridiculous. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, just to do do all that and then still be going and not have ever combusted and still, yeah. It's like, we don't, I, you know, I don't love the new albums as much as I love those albums, but there's still always at least like one song I really like mm-hmm. in every album and that they're still doing that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, there's something about when you're pumping shit out as much as they are, it's just, that's just how it's going to be. But it's like, I look at a career like that and I'm like, that is so fucking cool. The Tweety just keeps pumping stuff out and like, it's just having a nice time making music with his kid and his band and then making solo shit. He's just so fucking prolific. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. But I hope we've uh, done a good job appreciating Wilco for the lovers out there. I'm sure we've uh, missed some stuff, but it's hard to cover. They've got such a big, you know, discography. It's hard to cover it in the 40 minutes or so on top of a big announcement like <laughs> like the one we gave up top. 
Um, but this, this is great. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. This is great. I No, I just wanted to say, I always love coming onto the podcast to talk music with you all, uh, with you both. It's so much fun. It's, it's a real loss that you won't be able to make the show anymore, but it's been so special to me to be a part of this. So thank you for having me back. Uh, we love you, Josh. Gosh, a true honor to have you as one yes. of our final, final guests. So Absolutely. we're very happy to have you. Yes. Thank you so much, man. And, uh, is there anything you want to plug on the way out here? Sure. I've got a newsletter called uh, That's Marvelous that I do every Monday. It's pep talks and I put all my live dates in there. If you want to come see me, it's every week I remind you, hey, here's where I'm coming. Um, so it's joshgondelman.substack.com. That's Marvelous. Hell yeah. And Amazing. Tommy's special two weeks before my birthday. That's the way you should remember it. <laughs> That's the only date you need. <laughs> that should yeah, be your 11, guiding light. <laughs> 11, 9, it'll be on YouTube, and then the album will be everywhere that same day and date. If all goes according to plan, uh, subscribe to my YouTube now. It'll help, uh, help me out there. So thank you. Yeah, get on there. Tommy's special is going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait to see it. And uh, I have some fun road dates coming up. I'm going to be in uh, uh, Boston and D.C. Those dates are 11, 3, and 4, and then D.C. is the 5th. I would love to see some of you guys in D.C. because I think I have only sold one ticket. So <laughs> that would be nice. I actually don't know if that's true. I'm, uh, in, in Boston, I believe I'm at the hideout. And then... Uh, DC is the improv. So that's the improv. I'm going to be in the lounge. So buy that ticket. ASAP. The scary thing is the one ticket was bought by Commander Biden, the scary dog. (laughs) (laughs) Very scary. Very scary stuff. Um, I will also be in Vermont, the Vermont Comedy Club at the end of the year. That's going to be featuring Tommy McNamara, the man himself. And check out my blog. Uh, that's marvelous. It's my uh, recap of uh, every marvelous ah, Mrs. Shit. Maisel episode. No- <laughs> shit. Shit. My SEO is fucked. <laughs> Just announced launching tomorrow. <laughs> Biden's never going to come to my shows now. Uh, all right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Keep it crispy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>